Did you know that you can have a more fulfilling and more creative life when you learn how to renew your mind according to biblical principles? I'm going to show you how here today on God's Plan for Living. Welcome to the God's Plan for Living podcast, where I give you a simple roadmap to living your ideal kingdom life. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, my friends, so glad that you're with me here today on God's Plan for Living. Listen, I know all of us as believers in Jesus want to be living a more creative and a more fulfilled life. We want to connect, right, with everything that God has for us in his kingdom. But sometimes it can feel like like there's a blockage. I know when I first became a Christian and for many years after, I couldn't really figure out why some people seemed to have it all together, why they were living lives filled with joy, and why other people just seemed to really, really be frustrated in their walk with the Lord, always seeing the worst, always running up against problem after problem, always dealing with uh, depression and frustration and anxiety and just couldn't see the silver lining in life, couldn't see through uh, the seeming difficulties that, that they were going through. Listen, that was my life for, for years. Thankfully, though, I learned how to renew my mind and uh, through a lot of of different struggles that I went through and a lot of different different healing and different teaching, the Lord began to show me a process for renewing my mind that allowed me to step into everything uh, that he had for me in the kingdom. And that's why I do what I do nowadays is to, to help you as well. Learn how to renew your mind, learn how to walk in healing and wholeness and, and all the fullness that, that God uh, designed for us. Remember when you became a Christian, you uh, not only got saved and, and got redeemed from death, hell, and the grave, you also got reconciled, which means that you're back in relationship with the Father. And the way I like to look at that is like almost like back in the Garden of Eden. Remember, it says that, that uh, the Father would come and walk in the cool of the day with Adam and Eve. Listen, that's, that's your birthright. That's my birthright as well. We get to have this opportunity where God's not up there and we're down here, but He's in us and through us, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're in Christ. We're new creations. And so we're reconciled with the Father. There's this daily relationship, this ongoing relationship that we can have uh, with him. And then, and thirdly, we've also been restored into the kingdom as sons and daughters. And that word restored means that we're put back in the original place that he designed us for. Listen, this is phenomenal because all the things that sin took away from us the cross restored. That is really, really, really huge for, for you to understand. And so when you understand that picture, you start realizing, oh my gosh, there's this life, there's this creative flow that God has designed for you and I to live. And then the question becomes, well, that's awesome, but why am I not living it? <laughs> why is that not why is that not showing up in my life, right? That's what that's what we all want to know. Well, the scripture that really came alive to me in that was was Romans 12 too. And I'm going to read that out of out of uh, the New King James. It says this, it says, uh, Romans 12, 1 says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And then it goes on to say, which is the verse that most everybody knows about this, and don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, or it says don't conform to this world, pattern of this world is in some other translations, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect and the perfect will of God. So it's interesting when you start thinking about, okay, well, how does transformation happen in my life? In other words, how do I get to 
participate in this incredible promise that Jesus has given us uh, in the cross to be fully redeemed and reconciled and restored. This work that has been been you know given to us and and wrought in us uh, as a spiritual gift. How do I actually begin to see that in my physical life so that my actual life, my mind, my will, my emotions, my daily life is actually reflecting the new reality that's happened in my spirit. Well, the Bible is clear. It says, don't conform to the, you know, to the pattern of this world. Don't conform to the way everybody else is doing it, but what? Be transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. So in other words, if you're going to be transformed, if you're going to experience transformation, It's not something that God's going to necessarily do to you. It's something he's going to do with you. You say, Matt, well, I never heard this before. Well, (laughs) guess what? Everything in the kingdom, everything in God's kingdom happens because of God's grace. He did it on on our behalf because we couldn't do it. And he gave these things to us as a free gift. And what do we have to do? We have to receive them. All right. You could try to give me $100 all day long, but if I don't receive it, I never get the $100, right? It's your intention to give it. You're trying to give it. You're extending your hand with it. But unless I take it or unless I receive it, guess what? I don't have the $100. So that's the way this works in the kingdom as well. God, by his grace through Jesus, has redeemed and reconciled and restored you. And now you get to receive this free gift by faith. That means you get to step out fully convinced that it's true, so much so that what? That you're willing to step out and take action toward that thing. So how do you renew your mind then? Well, you begin to renew your mind through steps of faith, moving toward the things that God has already given you. Now, before I get into the process of that, I want to share this, you know, just kind of come back around to to Romans 12, 1, because it says this, what? I beseech you, brethren, in the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Now, why in the world, (laughs) why in the world would Paul start talking about renewing your mind and talking about presenting your body as a living sacrifice? Listen, this is so, so, so important. I think it's important for you to realize that when something is a sacrifice, it's not always comfortable. It's not always natural. It's not always the thing that you're feeling uh, in your gut. It's something many times that you're doing by an act of your will because you're deciding to do this. And listen, if I could impart anything to you today, I want you to realize that transforming your mind with the Holy Spirit, as, as God transforms your mind, as you participate with him, guess what? It sometimes feels like a sacrifice. In other words, it's not gonna necessarily feel natural. It's not necessarily going to be the thing that you're like, I'm just going to go get intentional about what I'm thinking about and what I'm feeling about today. No, you want to be on autopilot like we all have been most of our life. But here's the deal. If you want to change, if you want to change what you're experiencing, you have to change what you're thinking. See, the way that your life changes is up here. You say, well, this is a bunch of psychobabble, gobbledygook, man. No, 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 no. Listen, Everything, everything in the world starts in your mind, in your heart, right? God drops an idea. You have a thought. You imagine something. You dream something. And what do you do? That thought, you take hold of that and you begin to act accordingly. In other words, a thought many times becomes a feeling and an action 
And when that action begins to happen over and over and over, guess what? It becomes a habit. <laughs> and your and the life that we experience is what? The fruit of our habits. So ultimately, if you're just trying to change your life through white knuckling it and trying to do behavior modification, that rarely works. Why? Because the internal framework of your heart has not been transformed. And that's what Paul's getting at. He's saying, listen, this is an incredible process where you can experience transformation, but it's going to be a sacrifice. It's going to be something you're going to have to do by an act of your will, by faith, intentionally. But if you'll do that, woo, if you'll do that, you will begin to see major, major change in your life. Now, you may be asking, well, Matt, what in the world does this have to do with, with creativity and living a more creative life and a more fulfilled life and all that sort of thing? Well, listen, creativity, the ability to see and agree with heaven, to take an idea dropped out of the heart of God and be used by him as one that participates in that process with him and releases his nature into the earth through whatever medium he's given you to do that. And whether you're an artist or whether you're a business person or whether you're in politics or in, in the family, like we're all in, involved in relationships and that sort of thing, or in, in civic life, listen, that process of creativity is not just for artists. It's how the kingdom works. Creativity is how the kingdom of God works. And guess what? It's a gift God puts the gift of creativity. We all have gifts and talents and graces that God puts inside of us in all different areas of culture and society so that we can all be used by him to see and agree with him to release his light and life into the earth in whatever way it is that he uh, you know, leads us to do that. But here's the deal. Just because that is a gift within you and just because that is operational uh, you know, and available to you, guess what? It doesn't mean that we're always work, walking in that. It doesn't mean that we're always bringing the Holy Spirit into that creative process. Well, why not? Why don't, why don't we do that? Well, a lot of times we don't know it's possible. Number two, which is one of the biggest reasons, most of the time that beautiful, you know, creative flow that God's wanting to move in and through our life of joy and fulfillment and connection and his nature and beauty and all of that, guess what? It gets covered up by the rocks and the weeds and the sticks of woundedness and trauma and unbelief and fear and anxiety and all the stuff of life. And so when you don't understand this process that Paul te teaches, you know, in, in uh, Romans about transforming your mind, how your life actually gets transformed through the renewing of your mind, guess what? You are severely impeded from being able to live the life that Jesus died for you to live. Why? Because the flow of heaven that God is intending to flow through you is getting blocked by all the junk of life and all the junk that the enemy wants to throw in to your life. And so that's why renewing your mind is so important. It helps to free you from the past. <laughs> it helps to clarify the future you know, that God has for you. It happens, it happens uh, inside of you and awakens his presence within you so that you can begin to dream his dreams, think his thoughts, see life the way he designed you to see it. And also, guess what? It awakens you to be able to see opportunities, ideas, resources, relationships, all these things that God's been trying to bring into your life 
to enable you to do the thing that he's called you to do. Guess what? When you're not walking with a transformed mind, you're walking in fear and anxiety and all that stuff. Guess what? It's like it's like blocking your view. But when you begin to renew your mind, you begin to see through the mind of Christ. You begin to see through the eyes of Jesus. You begin to see the opportunities, the people and the resources, the ideas and all the things that God's been trying to bring into your life the whole time. But you couldn't see it. Why? Because you were saved, you loved Jesus, but you had not been pressing into this whole idea of renewing your mind. Listen, getting saved, when when you got saved, that's an immediate thing that happens inside of your heart. But it also brought you into a lifelong process of maturing in the Lord, maturing in your gifting, maturing in the way that God has, has designed you, shedding the old way that you used to think and used to feel and used to act and taking on Christ and taking on the mind of Christ and learning to think through the mind of Christ. That's what transforming your mind is all about. And so when you, if you think that doesn't, <laughs> if you think that doesn't have a huge, uh, you know, impact on your creative life, I mean, my goodness, that's one of the key themes in my book, Unlocking the Heart of the Artist. It was my story. When I began to really walk out of significant healing, uh, walk into significant healing after a lot of uh, really difficult things uh, in my life, sexual abuse as, as a kid, some significant deaths in our family, a really, really difficult relationship with, with my dad. Praise God that that's been healed, you know, but just a lot of, of junk that went on. And it set me up to be, a, you know, somebody that loved Jesus, but was very, very confused and didn't know how to walk in the fullness of what God called me to until I learned how to renew my mind. So I want to give you today uh, five things. I call it the five R's, and they're going to help you learn to renew your mind. And then I want to put a resource in your hand uh, that's absolutely free that's going to help you as well um, on that journey. All right. So the five R's go like this. Number one, when you're learning, starting to renew your mind, you want to recognize, all right, recognize. The Bible says, take every thought captive. Again, you got to be intentional. So when you have a thought or a feeling that comes in your mind, floats by your mind, guess what you got to do? You got to stop for a second and you got to go, you got to look at it. You got to say, is this in alignment with God's word? Is Does this sound like Jesus? Does this sound like my father who's a good father? Or does this sound like accusation from the enemy? Does this sound like you can't do it? You'll never be good enough. Does this sound like doubt and fear or does it sound like faith and invitation to the next step? All right, recognize. Secondly, if you recognize, which most of the time people, as you're getting started, you're gonna start recognizing a lot of junk that you've been believing. Number two is repent. Now the word repent in the Bible, one of the, the meanings of that is to change the way you think. Metanoia, to turn. All right. In other words, I was thinking this way about this, but now I'm going to turn and I'm going to make a decision not only to change the way I think about it, but also to change the way I'm acting about it. So you want to repent. You want to say, I, I, I'm coming out of agreement with that old way of thinking. I don't want to go that way anymore. I'm declaring that is not the truth. That's not God's best. This is God's best. I'm going in a different direction. All right. And then number three, all right, once you've recognized and repented, the third thing then is to replace. Well, replace what? Well, replace that old lie that you've been believing. For example, if you've been believing, I'm not good enough. I'll never be as blessed as they are. I'll never be able to walk in 
that opportunity that, that I feel like God has for me because of this, 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 or this that I've done or that's happened to me or my history. You don't know what I've been through, whatever it is. You replace that with the truth of God's word. Well, what would God's word say about that? Well, numerous, numerous things, but one of the scriptures may be, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or maybe if you're in, in need, you feel like, oh gosh, I'm in lack. I don't have what I need. And I'm just, I never have what I need and all this kind of stuff. Nope, that's not the Lord. God's word says you've already been given everything you need for life and godliness. And you can participate in the divine nature through the, the, the precious promises of God. So you take that lie. You say, nope, I'm, I'm by act of my will. I'm not agreeing with that anymore. I'm coming into agreement with the truth of God's word. In other words, I'm making a, a divine exchange. God, I'm giving you this old lie. Would you take this from me? And in its place, I'm taking the word of God and I'm planting it in my heart. Number four, you want to reinforce. Because one of the things the enemy does is he comes back to the same place in our life over and over and over again if you don't get that place healed. That's why healing and wholeness is so important. That's why it's so important to allow the Holy Spirit to come in to the deep places of your heart and help you do the work so that you can walk in the fullness that Jesus died for you to walk in. All right. And part of that is learning to renew your mind to what you have believed versus, you know, what is actually true now in Christ. All right. So number four is reinforce. And what reinforcement is all about, just remembering every time the enemy comes to that same place in your life, every time he comes knocking on that same door, guess what? You just like, oh, nope, 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 nope. I remember, I remember last time, I'm not going to act in this way. I'm not going to believe this way. I'm not going to go down that same old road I've been going through. I'm going to renew my mind according to the truth that God showed me, the scripture verse that God gave me for this. I'm going to reinforce that truth. And then number five is rejoice. Is a normal part of your time with the Lord. You know, as, as you're every day reading his word, as you're in worship, as you're spending time with him, begin to thank the Lord for your new normal. What is my new normal? My new normal is what God's word says. Not what I've experienced. I'm not defined by what I experienced. You're not defined by what you experienced, what you've gone through. Those are parts of your journey, but we're defined by who we are, who Jesus says we are in his word. And so we rejoice. We're th thank you, Father, I can do all things. Thank you that I have everything that I need for life and godliness. Thank you that, Holy Spirit, you're transforming me on the inside as I co-labor with you in this process of transformation, this, this process of being intentional with you. And guess what? Over time, we know through neuroscience nowadays that your mind, through the process of neuroplasticity, will literally begin to shift and react differently and begin to choose a different way of thinking, which guess what? Will re result in a different way of feeling and a different way of living. If you wanna change the things that you're experiencing in your life, you have gotta change what's happening on the inside. Remember, lasting transformation in the kingdom is it happens from the inside out. Paul said, you know, I, my brethren, I wish that you'd be in health and prosper in all things, even as your what? As your soul prospers. In other words, as you're prospering on the inside, I pray that the outflow of that would show up on the outside. That's how the kingdom of God works. 
Listen, my friend, God has such incredible creativity and a flow of fulfillment for you and joy for you in your life. And as you learn to renew your mind and change your perspective, you absolutely can begin to walk in everything uh, that he has for you. Listen, I want to help you do that. I've got a free download that you can grab. Uh, The link is right here in the description. It's actually a 30-day printable that you can put wherever you're you're at every day, and you can begin to to use uh, these scriptural affirmations to begin to renew your mind and choose to point your belief and your heart and your mind and your emotions toward what God says rather than what you may have experienced in your life thus far or may have just be feeling just because you've been on autopilot. Listen, I want to pray for you, and then um, and then we're going to be gone today. Father, thank you for the great opportunity you've given us, God, to walk in the fullness of the kingdom, the abundant life that Jesus promises in John 10, 10. Lord, I pray today that you would give us grace to intentionally choose to participate in this process of renewing our mind. God, give us grace, give us hope, Give us vision, Lord, for all the great things that you have for us in this life, that we could live lives worthy of the calling, that we would live lives that fulfill your original design for our life in your kingdom. We thank you for that, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, my friend. Thank you for being here with me. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment below. Let me know your thoughts, and I can't wait to see you again. Be sure to click the download and grab that. Print it out and start using it as you start participating in the process of renewing your mind so that you can live a more creative and fulfilled life. I love you, my friend. See you next time. Bye. Hey, my friend, it's Matt. Listen, just wanted to say thanks for being with me on the podcast today. I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss anything here on the podcast, as well as leave us a review and let us know how much this podcast means to you. Until next time, my friend, I love you. And remember, you were created to thrive. Bye.